0: Listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Along with Mr. T, Kyrie, and Nikki, we're here until midnight. Then the Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. Well, a number of things have popped out that I want to chat with you tonight at one 800 1st of all, let's talk about Jim Trotter. Now, last week we spoke about the NFL Network and their thoughts about the incentive resolution, right? About trying to make sure that they can try to encourage, <laughs> because these are owners. So these owners who make decisions are not going to be told what to do. So they're trying to encourage them. They're trying to give them, uh, you know, some incentive to point towards uh, hiring minority coaches and general managers. Well, that has been tabled. Uh, that resolution to incentivize the hiring of minority coaches and GM. So they're not ready to talk about that yet. And to be honest with you, I'm not surprised because I'm sure they heard. First of all, they understand that it's kind of a no win situation in the sense of when you bring in that person, that person's going to wonder whether or not they got the job on merit or whether or not they got the job because the team was so bad they wanted to move up eight, nine, ten places in the draft. So I understand why that's not the way to go. So we'll see how that's going to be done. One thing that has been uh, voted to approve – a resolution that would prevent teams from blocking assistant coaches from interviewing for coordinator positions and also prevents teams from blocking personnel for interviewing for general manager positions. Now this is something that has happened on numerous occasions, right? You want to protect your guy and now somebody else is interested in your guy. So they want him. So, you know, how do you weigh that? And then if you're that team that's looking for somebody, And you're trying to wait until the postseason, you're trying to wait and now you're, you're, you still can't get a hold of that person and other folks have gone by the wayside. That could put you in a tough position, right? The other thing that I wanted to get your thoughts about at 1-800-919-3776 is sports getting closer. All right. So this weekend we saw NASCAR successful. This weekend we saw golf successful. We're hearing more. Proposals about baseball. Carlin talked about it. All the different things about the major leagues possibly coming back and when they do, maybe around, you know, July 4th or so. All the new rules about no spitting, no chewing tobacco, no sunflower seeds. um Folks or players who aren't in the dugout are going to be sitting in the stands along with other team personnel six feet apart. Uh, no showers. <laughs> you can't shower in the ballpark. You know, you got to wait, you got to leave, you can't leave the hotel, all that stuff. So I'm curious, which sport do you think has the best chance of coming back and being successful and entertaining? All right, which sport do you think has the best choice of coming back, being successful and entertaining? Obviously, baseball and football are in a different position than the NBA and the NHL. Because the NBA and the NHL, they have options. They can either finish the regular season and then go to the playoffs, or they can just say, you know what, we're going to the playoffs, or they can do what we're hearing and we're hearing from the NBA. We're hearing from the NHL, these different possibilities of having, you know, kind of, kind of a round robin to get into the postseason to make sure that, you know, everybody has an opportunity because here's, here's the problem. You have to give an incentive to teams who are right now on the outside of the playoffs looking in because why would they want to come back? Why would they want to try to come back into this, you know, this, this new world and, and not sh- be sure how it's going to go with the COVID-19 to be, to be unsure about whether it's worth their while to come back. If they have no shot at making the postseason, I wouldn't come back if I'm a player. Why? For what? But if you're doing this thing and you're doing this scenario where you have the opportunity to be involved in the postseason, even like a strike-shortened 99 season with uh, in the NBA, right, where teams only play 50 games and you end up with a Knicks team coming in eighth that wasn't really an eighth-seeded team, but they had trouble early in the season. And so, you know, they end up beating the Miami Heat for the, as, as the one seed. And you're looking at that as a great upset. And okay, it's an upset because it, it was an upset because it was a one losing to an eight. But it wasn't an upset because that, that Nick team was not an eight seeded team. That team was more like a four or five. So how does that work? Which, which sport do you think has the opportunity to return first and be successful? On the ice, you're hearing different things. I heard Don LaGreca talking about it a couple of days ago on, and, and the one thing that you have not heard from the National Hockey League is we're not coming back. They appear to be almost a lock. They are sure they are coming back in some form to continue their season and they're willing to push their season off into December and then start and make the adjustment and go into the 2021 season. The NBA, you hear different things, not so much. I don't know how far they're willing to push it. Uh You have heard in different situations and comments that maybe they're willing to do that and start their season on December 25th, where they have that, you know, afternoon of basketball, Christmas day of basketball. And that would be the opening of their season. And they would make adjustments going into the next year as well. But once again, these sports have an edge over baseball and football because they've already started. So they're really trying to find a way to do two things. One, to look, they're all trying to find a way to come back safely. So that's a general statement. But what the NBA and the NHL are trying to do is to devise a way which is safer and more entertaining. It is more entertaining to try to bring everybody in, okay, To try to bring everybody in and then set up a playoff pool where you have a round robin to battle who faces the AFC to get into the postseason. The safe way would be to say, okay, here's how it is. This is the record as of right now. And this is what we're going to do. Okay. What we're going to do is this is the, we're starting the playoffs a month hypothetically, hypothetically, not saying they're doing this. hypothetically we're starting it everybody goes back to work to work out and get themselves together July 1 August 1st we're starting our playoffs that would be the safest way to go you do it in two cities right no fans obviously you spread the players out you spread the team the, the personnel out throughout the stadium and you you play your playoff games and you're limited to what 16 teams. And in a week, you've got half as opposed to bringing everybody back and all the players and all the coaches and all the staffs and try to figure out what's the best way to make it work. See, for me, that's that I I'm a proponent of let's start with the playoffs and move on. Obviously, there are some monetary situations and see, that's where this leads us to. Because now you're starting to hear where you hear different, hearing different governors. We want the sports back. We're open for business. We can do it safely in our city, in our state. We can do that. And now that, you know, all the data and all this other stuff that we've been hearing about, which is still important and which I'm sure is still a major consideration. Okay. Is now, okay, let's try to get, let's try to get some money in here because we've got to try to make some money back because every state in the union is suffering from this COVID-19 pandemic and the fact that the economy has been shut down. So their best opportunity now is like, okay, let's see, we can get some sports back here because they understand that, of course, that would be a way to attract folks to the tube, which means that you get some, you know, maybe with, with restaurants and stuff opening now, you get some folks going to your sports bar, spread apart six feet, and now that helps the restaurants. Now that helps other folks who other businesses because you've got sports back. And so it's not just, yeah, it's a deterrent It's taking us away from this thought process of, oh my gosh, I got to get out of the house. Oh, there's COVID-19, there's a wave, there's this, there's that. What's the latest? Take this medicine, don't take that medicine. All the stuff that we've been talking about, mask, no mask, gloves, no gloves, all the stuff we've been talking about for the past couple months here's a way for you to bring your economy back slowly and also take the take the public's mind off what they've been going through with this pandemic and get people out of the house it's a scary situation though right because as you see the weather getting warmer and you watch your news and you're seeing the, the lack of consistency for social distancing, the lack of consistency with wearing masks, the lack of consistency with gloves, the lack of consistency with, with being, a, a, with groups of people. And before it was under, you know, nobody, then it was 25 or less, 10 or less, five or less, two. And everybody's pushing that limit because everybody wants to get out. So that's the dangerous part. And clearly. Sports has to play that balancing act. For baseball, what's really tough for them is they have yet to start, so they're kind of in a in a tough situation because how do they get things rolling with so many players on the team? Are you talking about maybe under the proposal that Jeff Passon has? It could be as many as fifty players on the on a on a roster, fifty. And coaches and staff. In divisions, in hotels and stuff, 50 players. Okay, the NBA, what, 15 on the roster? It's a little different. NHL, a little different. And then you talk about football in September because all the OTAs and stuff, they haven't done that yet. So you're looking at maybe training camp in July and then – as many as, as, look, we've talked about it, as many as 90 people on a roster sometimes for a training camp because you need bodies. You need people to practice. You're, you're trying to get as many bodies in there as possible.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Which will be the first and most successful pro sport to return? Will it be NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, or the National Football League. Before we get to the phones, you know, 98.7 ESPN and Stu Leonards want to thank all the brave and hardworking heroes during this pandemic. Stu Leonards has created a first responders gift box with healthcare workers and first responders in mind. So if you know a hero who deserves Stu's favorite treats, send us their story at 98.7fm at espn.com or tweet with the hashtag 987Salute. We'll choose 10 winners this Friday. Salute each recipient on air and send them a Stu's gift box. Again, email 98.7 FM at ESPN.com or tweet with the hashtag 987 salute. Now, if you'd like to purchase a gift box to send, head to Stu's For every first responder gift box they sell, Stu's will donate $25 to the American Red Cross. Off to the phones. Emmanuel's in Flushing. Manny, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Good evening, Mr. Harsey. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Emmanuel. How are you? Good. But
2: as for the week, you brought up that '99 Nick team. Um, I was five years old when they registered to the finals in '99, and I was at the time I wasn't aware about what seed they were, but they were at the finals and they uh, they had a, a huge one because I remember I was five. I remember and also that that series. I was at, I was, I wasn't at the garden per se, but me and my dad drove around the garden with my aunt and my mom, and we Mm -hmm. drove around the garden and we saw the NBA Finals logo. I mean, that, that was a very good time. Um, anyway. Are you on Nick Fanny Manual? Oh. Oh yes, I've been Nick fan for all my life, and I want to. I bet, you, uh, yeah, thought th- I bet
1: of, you thought they were going back, huh? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, I, yeah. At the time, I wasn't like I said. I was like five years old. I mean, I knew right. that they were in the playoffs and finals. But I didn't know what season they were until years you. later. But anyway, speaking of the Knicks, what are your uh, intentional thoughts of the recent hirings for the last couple of days?
1: Well, I tell you, Emmanuel, uh, I'm encouraged, uh, based on the track mm-hmm. record. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. this gentleman was in, uh, a member of the Utah Jazz for what, 17, 18 years. He's done a mm-hmm. great job. I mean, you look at some of the folks he's been able to draft. They, they, we have nobody, the Knicks have nobody with that type, type talent. Uh, you know, Donovan yeah. Mitchell, um uh, Govan, uh, you know, Govan, um, Go you Bear. know, Gordon Haywood. Uh, go rather, thank you. Uh, Gordon Hayward, uh, you know, just a number of guys that, that they have, that he's drafted. So it will be interesting to see what he's able to do and, and I'm encouraged by that.
2: Yeah, me too, because it's kind of, I'm very happy that Rose got, finally got an opportunity because I remember the last time that we had something spectacular, I think you got to go back with the Donnie Walsh and the or, and the Glenn Gonroll user where we were in the mm-hmm. right direction, hiring guys that who had a good quote good basketball background and turning the right direction. And also, one last thing: if you're mm-hmm. a betting guy, which league do you think will go first after this pandemic situation ends?
1: For me, Emmanuel, and thanks for the phone call, my friend. I think it's going to be the NBA. I just do. I think. Because of how they can set things up. I'm not sure what form it's going to be, but I just think their ability to have a postseason and, and I understand that you're hearing these rumors about the, you know, round robin playoff for the eighth seed, but they don't have to do that. They can just say, here's our league. One plays eight. Here's one plays eight in the West. Here's one plays eight in the East. Let's go to work. And that's what they could do and make, and just, make it as simple as possible but once again their ability to control the amount of players they have see that's the main thing when you start to bring everybody back that really tests what you have to do you got to make sure that you have take everybody's temperature twice a day you got it, it's just and you go uh, do you have enough tests for all these players i mean that if, if you just take the if you just take the playoff teams that's half the league you don't have to worry about Matt's in Queens. Hey, Matt, you're next on
3: 98.7. Good evening, Larry. Nice to speak with you.
1: Thank you, Matt. Hey, what's up?
3: Hey, how about how about this for basketball? I'm not even really a big basketball fan. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got eight teams in the East, eight teams in the West, all right? How about if you make it, the ninth seed gets the first draft pick and so on down the line? You know, because they're going to want to have as many games as possible and mm-hmm. they're going to want to draw as many eyes as possible. Now, if you got a Nick game, where they're playing for a nine seed to get the first pick in the draft. I mean, I'm going to watch that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting, Matt. There's no doubt about that. Thanks for the phone call. The only issue I have is um because, really, there was a proposal, to be honest with you, that really they would be in the postseason. Under one of the proposals, the ninth seed would be in. And they would be battling the eighth seed to play in. So th- they would have a chance to be in the postseason and a number one pick would be interesting. Although I, I don't know that they want to make a-, a, a big change like that, uh, for this, for just this season, but you know, you never know. You never know what they're going to do, but that would be, that would be interesting. It would be Mo's and Queens. Hey, Mo, you're next on 98 seven.
4: Hey, hey, what's up, Larry? How you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Mo. What's happening?
4: And nah, I'm just chilling. Uh, and I'm thinking the NBA will be a, a good situation for them to come back. You know, no crowd, too. You can hear, them, you know, a little trash talking. So, you know, <laughs> it'll be like a little, <laughs> a little like play in the park. But I'm not going to lie, too. Uh, I think baseball. Baseball's mm-hmm. baseball, the only problem with baseball is too many people, you know, they're going to have 25 people on each side of that small dugout. So how are they going to stay six feet, behind, uh, six feet from each other? But besides that point, you know, who am I? Look at Korean baseball right now. They're doing it and they're being a little successful Not to jinx them. So right. I'm just trying to get your opinion
1: on that. Well, Mo, under the proposal that the owners and the players are discussing right now, there would be as many as 50 on the roster and what would happen is if you're not playing that day then you would because there's no fans in the stands they would put you in the stands. So the rest of the players let's say you got one through nine those players would be as as social distanced as possible and then the rest of the players would be in the stands. So that's how they're looking at trying to space everybody out and trying to, to do that. But there's some other things, Bo, and thanks for the phone call. There's some other things that's really interesting. Uh, as I mentioned, there's, you know, it's in, the uh, Jeff Passon's article and, and it's, it's fascinating. It's, uh, no, obviously no high fives, no fist bumps, no hugs. That would be prohibited as with spitting tobacco use and chewing sunflower seeds. Fielders would be encouraged to retreat several steps away from the base runner between pitches. So how does the first baseman now hold the runner on first? I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work. Uh, first and third base coaches are not to approach base runners or umpires. And get this, players should not socialize with opponents. That's all they do when they're on the base path, right? You see it all the time. You, you you see them talking, chit-chatting about different things. The other interesting thing is, get this, a ball will be thrown away after it is touched by multiple players and throwing the ball around the infield will be discouraged. Once again, this is from Jeff Passons' article on ESPN.com. Pitchers would have their own set of balls to throw during the bullpen sessions. And you know those people that rub the baseballs with mud for the umpires? They must use gloves. And the biggest thing, That's going to be some complaints. Players will be discouraged from showering at stadiums after games and would not be allowed to take taxis or use ride sharing apps on the road. So these are just some of the things that Major League Baseball is working towards, trying to figure out how they can get their sport back and have the prerequisite social distancing and the best way to keep their players safe. And, of course, they would take their temperature twice a day, and there's other things as well. 1-800-919-3776. Getting your thoughts also on Twitter, at ESPN at ESPNNY98-7FM, underscore which will be the first and most successful pro sport to return.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight Podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Thirty-seven Gene thirty seven says, Larry, I think that MLB will have fans in the stands by August. And that will be the test bed for a fully unimpacted NFL season. Every single MLB game will be packed August through November. Thirty seven Gene thirty seven? Don't think so, my friend. Don't think so. I don't I don't think you'll see fans. I don't know if you're gonna see fans in in a baseball stadium this year. I don't know. I, I, I just I I just don't think that you're gonna see that. I don't know how many But you look at different polls and different people's comments. Folks are not in a rush to go back to the ballpark. Now they're in a the, they're 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 in a rush to see their sports. They're in the rush to watch their team on TV. <laughs> they're not in a rush to be trying to figure out where we're going to sit, who's next to where I'm going to sit. How am I going to fight my way into this? Because if you're going to have social distancing, you're not getting 45,000 people in the ballpark. You might get 10,000 people in the ballpark if you've got to space them out. So not sure about that. D Terraman. Strong possibility people skip the word successful before choosing the National Football League, and we'll give you a, we'll give you a, a, a quick number on the polls in a second. At NYY Sandman, those are two different questions, but they really aren't NYY Sandman because that's what the teams are thinking of. They're not just thinking of returning; they're thinking of returning safely. Because here's the bottom line: they cannot return. And then something happened, and they have to stop. That would be the worst possible thing to do. They cannot return, and then have have a player contract the virus. Then we got to do. Then we got pull him out, quarantine, social distancing. Then you got to do the tracing to find out who he was around. And then now you're looking at possibly, you know, trying to quarantine other players that's on the team. No, that, that that's not what they're trying to do. So safe is a major part of their thinking. Bruce is in Flushing. Hey, Bruce, you're next on 98.7 ESPN.
5: Larry, you can put every chip you have, push it to the middle of the table, and hockey will be first to start. And I will hmm. tell you why. Okay. It will be a catastrophe for, for hockey if they don't play this year. With their salary cap and their revenue sharing of 50-50, Even if they play this year, they take a hit. You have teams like the Rangers who signed um, the the big winger, Kreider, for Mm -hmm. a six-, seven-year contract. Okay, so when they signed the contract, they said, okay, A goes into B, goes into C. Okay, we have enough money. With this pandemic now, they don't have enough money now. They're going to have to make some cuts. Now, if they don't play a season this year, it totally really affects next year. At least you get some money back in the system this year if you play with the playoffs and everything. But if you don't play this year, instead of being maybe you have to cut 10% or or 15%, you may have to cut 50% off your payroll next year. Mm. And everybody in hockey knows that. The owners, the players and the agents. So in in basketball and baseball, when you have it fighting back and forth, they know the National Hockey League's survival depends on getting back into play.
1: Wow. So you're 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 you're, you're giving me a uh, you're giving me a, a, a fossil statement, huh? Put put putting all my chips in the middle of the Jim Fossil statement. Put all my yes. chips in the middle of the table, huh?
5: Because it that's how <laughs> important I mean it's it's way this way Basketball doesn't play this year They'll survive. Baseball mm-hmm. doesn't play this year. They'll survive. If Intel doesn't play this year, I don't. I, they may survive, but they may have to take a fifty percent cut on payroll next
1: year. Wow, it's interesting, Bruce. You make a great point. Thanks for the phone call. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Sal is in Brooklyn. Hey, Sal, you're next on ninety
6: eight seven. really good evening. Hoping all is well, my friend.
1: Everything is good, Sal. What's happening, partner?
6: Hey, uh the the, the one sport you know that's going to make it back the fastest. Like everything else, you follow the money. It's going to be the NFL because mm-hmm. this way it kicks Vegas in. It gets everybody wanted to move their pocket. It's going to give you odds. Uh, baseball. Oh, let me start with basketball first. Mm-hmm. If they do start the playoffs, you're going to see how many guys are going to get hurt real quick. Because yeah. these guys are thoroughbreds. And when I say they're animals, I'm saying it in a positive sense. I'm not saying the negative term because mm-hmm. these guys are fast, solid, probably the best athletes on earth. And if they're going to go into the playoffs at full throttle without any kind of warm up games whatsoever, you're getting hammies blown out and you're getting lower natural for the course. So I don't know if it's going to be the NBA. I don't think it's the NBA. Football's got a little distance. They got some padding where they can wait for some more testing and they can wait for some more evaluations with these other sports. And again, they're going to open up their wallets to get Vegas. Anytime you can get gamblers yeah. involved in it and you get the money going. That's a sport everybody's going to gravitate to. Baseball for me, they gave up on us in 94. I hope baseball never comes back. Let the players and the owners, let them get punished for what they did to us taking a World Series away in 94. That's karma. It's karma, my brother. That's all it is. So Hmm. let that happen to them, and they're going to be away. I'm hoping, hoping, but it's not going to happen because the owners aren't that silly. If the NBA owners pull that force majeure, where mm-hmm. they cut contracts, so yeah. if you cut contracts. Now you have no players, mm-hmm. and these players are smart enough to pool up money by themselves, where they can start yeah. their own league, and then they start their own games because TV <laughs> mm-hmm. will follow. They'll follow the stars. Sure, and if Absolutely. they can start their own thing, man, that would be wonderful because the NBA is a monopoly, and nobody else can get a taste of it over here. So if you get a LeBron, you get a Magic Johnson, you get a couple of guys with some bucks, and before you know it, like like Ice Cube's got a little league going on with some mm-hmm. basic washed-up ball players. But if you can get some A-listers on there, and they're, have, they're not obligated to anybody because they have no contract, basically, because yeah. of that force majeure, they were told to hit the road, mm-hmm. that would be a wonderful thing to see a new league start up. That's what I'm waiting for, hopefully. But the owners won't let it happen.
1: No, they won't. There's too much money in it. Northern Networks. <laughs> That's going to be, because they're partners. Thanks, Sal. Thanks for the phone call. It's interesting. 1-800-919-3776. By the way, Sal mentioned the other league. The big three officially canceled their 2020 season today. They're eyeing a return in 2021. Uh, CBS and CBS Sports Network still on board as TV partners. Uh, but we'll see uh, what happens there. But that is, uh, you know, this money thing is interesting. And when you talk about gambling, that, that you have to keep that into, You have to keep that into consideration because that is, you know, that's a, that's big bucks and the national football league, you know, people look, people gamble on the NBA. They do. People gamble on the NHL. Of course, people gamble on baseball. Yes. But not like the national football league and the fantasy sports are very lucrative. Not like the national football league. My biggest concern though for the NFL is how do you bring them back safely with the amount of people that you have? And yeah, you got time. I understand that. They're, 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 they're planning their season on time because of the fact that, you know, they're looking at September. They figure everything will be on a lull by then. Although I'm sure you've heard about that second wave that could come during the football season, during the winter. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey Buddha, you're next on 98.7.
7: Hey, what's going on, Uncle Larry? How you doing, big bro? You good? I'm doing
1: great, boo. I'm doing good, partner. How are you?
7: I'm all right. Listen, we got some serious topics today. I usually like to keep it lighthearted, but, you know, I got to dive in. Um, first and mm-hmm. um, foremost, with um, the kid, uh, we knew all these young people with all this free time in their hands were going to get in trouble. Baker, his partner, um, you know, the other guy um, up there yeah, in Buffalo. In mm-hmm. But with oh, yeah, Latimer, off, yeah. you shouldn't have been at any type of poker game or whatever was going on. But if the report is true about what that happened for... You know, I can't really condemn him that much if that's what mm-hmm. took place with his son. That's number one. know, yeah. right. um, with the COVID and the sports and, and people returning, like, obviously, anybody with common sense knows that the return is too fast and um, you're not going to be able to keep everybody um, safe, but um, they're going to return the NBA first. Um, listening to, to Cuomo, you know, cash rules everything around me. Once those two states said they were open for business and they would take the see all of a sudden... Now, New York State is ready to open things up. So, you know, anybody who thinks any of these politicians are like doing things like really to take care of you as a person, the dollar is going to always outweigh the the, the human cost. That's just what it is in this world. Now, um, with us as fans, myself included, a lot of times we complain about things and we don't like the way things go. But now when the sports come back and they're coming back too soon, we're going to watch it. You know, and, and that's not going to teach anybody any lesson. They're not going to learn anything from that. And, um, you know, obviously golf and I would say the, the combat sports, you could get those going without having to risk. But the NBA is going to come back. If it comes back, I would hope they would do like they had before, you know, where the first rounds were like five gamers. And then when you got to the conference finals and then to the finals, you did seven gamers. I wouldn't take up the season, as you said. I mean, that's just, with this, if you're trying to be safe, let's be safe. and Stop talking out of both sides of your mouth. Mm -hmm. Now, with the black coaches and the black GM situation is similar to the COVID, but a little different. Um, You know, I don't know anybody who's ever asked, you know, for respect or anybody who's ever really demanded respect. But I do know I've seen people command respect. And let's keep it real. If you want these things to change, it's not going to change with any type of policies. It's not going to change with um, all these different debates on these different shows. The real way it would change, and and, and, and sadly you say, like I said, myself included, it'll be a very difficult, or it'll be a hard course for you as a fan, but imagine if 30% of minorities, whatever they are, black, um, Latino, uh, Native American, Indian, uh, out of this country, Asian, whatever it is, imagine if 30% of minorities said, you know what, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to stand for this, these excuses why we can't have coaches, what percentage of the population is made up by people of color or any of that stuff. If 30% of the fans of color said, I'm not going to support the product, I'm not going to watch it, and I'm not going to buy merchandise, you will watch how fast that all of these different um, changes that need to take place will take place. When the take a knee phenomenon was going on, sponsors, a lot of businesses – let the NFL know we are not happy with that. And things changed immediately. The first thing they did was they stopped showing you the anthem. We're not even going to show that on TV. That's number one. But besides that, then you had all these committees and all these different um, uh, uh, going back into the community uh, programs in the NFL and all that stuff. Look at the black quarterback you know, or whatever you want to say, um, how can you say, the athletic quarterback, the mobile quarterback. Mm -hmm. There was a time when that was not going to fly. But what happened is not only did the pass rush get better and all these other different terminologies that we hear for the reason why they were changes, what happened was a couple of the guys came stars. And, Mm -hmm. you know, with the younger generation of all races, they gravitated towards that. Now teams are looking for a different type of a quarterback. You think they're looking for it because, hey, it's the right thing to do? No. It's going to make money. Cash rules everything around me. And that's really the only way you're going to change any of this stuff. You can sit there and cry to the wind all you want. Uh, This isn't right. All of us, the players, the ex-players, are you going to stop your money from coming? All these announcers that are on, you know, I'm not going to drop their names or whatever. It's so horrible what happened. I don't like it with it but you're still going to take part. Just like the last caller said, it'd be nice if the if, if a group of players would start their own league. It's not going to happen, mm-hmm. yeah. but that's the way you get people to respect you. You don't beg somebody to respect you. You don't plead for somebody to respect you. You command respect, and you command respect with the dollar, myself included, like I said. I, I love the sports, and I'll complain and everything, but then I'll watch. So to a certain extent, <laughs> I can't really do all that complaining.
1: Yeah, you're right, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. And to prove your point, look at the situation. And there's a documentary that's going to be coming out shortly about the situation with the Clippers and Donald Sterling. And when you go back and you hear all that, when was there really movement about that scenario? Well, there were two times. Obviously, when the players were starting to talk about boycott, that was one thing. But the other thing was when the sponsors started to pull out. And when you walked into the Staples Center during that time and there were covers over billboards, covers over ads, because the sponsors did not want to be a part of what was going on with the Donald Sterling situation. That's when things changed. It is about the money. You follow the money, that's when it changes. With the National Football League, though, they are such a worldwide phenomenon. it's going to be pretty tough. Yes, they will notice the difference. There's no question about it. They will notice the difference. But it's not going to be the same effect as it would be on some of the other sports because of the fact of how big the National Football League is. So there's going to have to be another way for them to try to be shall we say, coerced to do the right thing.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Rudy's in Brooklyn. Hey, Rudy, you're next on 98.7.
2: Hey, Larry, appreciate you taking the call. First time caller,
1: long time listener. Excellent, Rudy. Thanks for calling in, my friend.
2: (laughs) Yeah, man, just uh, just in my opinion, I think uh, in reference to the poll question, uh I think NFL has the biggest obligation to return uh not just first, but return safely. Um just in my theory, I think all the other major sports are worldwide sports. Um NFL, yeah, it's big business, um, but it's local. And pretty much if you can see what's happening on other continents, I think players in, you know, baseball, soccer, uh, especially like the NHL, these guys would pretty much can pretty much pack up and go elsewhere. What do you think?
1: Well, really, that's an interesting point. Thanks for the phone call, but I do think the NFL is getting broader and broader with their forays overseas, London, Mexico. You know, they're they're spreading out, they're branching out. There's no question about it. So, I understand your point, but I think let's not forget that that they get very good turnouts when they play at Wembley Stadium in London and when they play uh, overseas too. So, I think while we don't think of them as a global sport yet. They're, they're very close to being there and they're very popular in other countries as well. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. He's next on 987
4: ESPN. Hey, Trey. What's up, Larry?
1: How you doing, partner?
4: It's good. Everything is good. You ready to go to work? Yes, sir. Let's do it.
1: Let's head up to Connecticut, my friend. We're visiting the Norwalk Hospital in Norwalk, Connecticut. All the uh, doctors and nurses and all the crew there that are doing their fine work, everybody that's involved has just been working unbelievable hours, Trey, and taking time away from their family. And here's the thing, and we don't talk about this enough, Trey, and so I want to do it today, is okay. not only do we thank them for what they're doing. But we also need to thank them for the hours they're working and hope that they have a moment, Trey, where they can just step away from this. If there's folks that, that are just where it becomes overwhelming, because I'm telling you, you look at cases coming in the door and thank God it's kind of, you know, we're seeing the, 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 the we're seeing the, the numbers drop a little bit, Trey, which is very encouraging. Right. But it's, it's just, the mindset of all the people that you're seeing, you know, 12, 14 hour shifts, Trey, they're coming in, they're going, you're, you're ventilators, no ventilators, emergency room, out of the emergency room, all the things that you're doing and the, and the family members. And now because of those who weren't fortunate enough to make it. And now you're that person, not even their family. It's you that has to work on your mind, Trey. It does. And and your emotions. Yeah. So hopefully they can take a moment where, not that they have a lot of time right but they could take a moment right, where, they, right. where where they where they could take a break from their family for a second take a break from what they're doing at the hospital and just even if it's sitting in the car after shift tray just to just to take some me time even if they're rolling down the window and screaming it out, you gotta let that go when you see all that all, all, right. all, all that pressure and stuff man it'll it'll wear you out and we need them we can't have them we need them on the front line Trey. we can't have them failing like that so hopefully no they that's get some time a, that's to, definitely to recharge that's
4: definitely echo your sentiments that larry that's yeah that's that's well said because this this covid nineteen virus is not only gonna test you with the physical limitations, but mentally as well. You know what I mean? And that that's that's very true, Larry. That hasn't been addressed enough. That's very true. All uh,
1: right, who you got, my friend?
4: Tonight, we got, we're got going to Montboro tonight, Larry.
1: Oh, oh.
4: Yeah, we're going to Montboro tonight. We're going to Wyckoff Heights Medical Center. And we're going to lift them up tonight. And yeah, we're going to lift them up tonight, man, and let them know we're thinking about them. Everybody, every part of the staff up at the, up in the building. Um, so I want to let y'all know, thank y'all very much for what y'all do, the hard work, like Larry said, for the, for the, for the hours, for the extra hours, for the, you know, the people that's calling out and you got to work their shift and tired and, you know what I mean? So, and taking away from your family. We really appreciate it. So we want to say we love y'all and thank y'all so much for what y'all do and what y'all continue to do. So thank y'all in very here. much.
1: Excellent. Yes. Talk to me, my friend. All right. So, I
4: like your poll question tonight. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. I I think this is – I feel a little torn about it. I think the NBA – I think the NBA is going to come back first, but I think okay. the NFL is going to have a smoother transition when they come because okay. they'll have the benefit of time, Mm-hmm. whereas everybody else is rushing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And they're trying mm-hmm. to – do it on the fly man they you know they they damn near ready to play 21 in the parking lot right now you know what i'm saying it's so, so <laughs> it's it's getting, to, it's getting it's getting to that point larry we get to that point so i think it's going to go that way but it could, it could possibly be baseball too because as jeff Pastor said things are starting to form a little bit and more of a plan cuz you got to have a plan larry cuz yeah. people are still scared
5: you know what i mean What's this is
4: it's not just going to go away cuz we get to watch a 3 hour whatever sport Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not gonna that's not gonna take away from nothing. But I also wanted to say this, Larry. Um, it looks like we're functioning, Larry. Looks looks like some some mm-hmm. functioning is going on with the orange yeah. and blue. Yes, it looks like functioning. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I like it. I like what I'm seeing. I'm not worried about no drafts and all that and free agency. We're putting the people in place that can go and get and retrieve the talent. Mm-hmm. We have been bereft of talent for so damn long, Larry. It's ridiculous that some of these people on these Nick teams for the last 10 years have been able to wear the numbers of the legends that yeah. they're wearing. They they shouldn't even be allowed to wear them. But sure. they give them out anyway. These guys are stiff. And from the moves that they're making, I don't think we're going to have stiffs for too much longer, Larry. I think we're going to get some functionality in that locker room soon. Hopefully some leadership. And we'll be okay. But this is how you start right here. So I'm right now. Leon Rose. Eh, I ain't tripping on Leon Rose right now. I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing.
1: I'm encouraged. I, mm-hmm. I'm encouraged because at least mm-hmm. at least you know. Here's the thing. and I always say this, Trey. And thanks for the phone call, my friend. I always say this. If 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 you're bringing somebody to your business management, whatever your 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 job, whatever it is. And you're in management and you want to bring somebody in, you bring somebody in that's been successful, has a track record of winning, has a track record of being successful at what they do in the position that you need. And usually that's the best move. And so you're looking at a gentleman who's been successful. He was successful in Detroit. He's been successful in Utah. And hopefully he hasn't forgotten what he knows. And I don't think he has. I think he'll be perfect. And the other thing is I think he will revamp and refocus that scouting staff on what you need to look for. If I can make a suggestion to him, we need a little bit of everything, but we especially need three-point makers. I don't need not three-point takers. <laughs> I need three-point makers. That's what I need. Andrew's in Long Island. Hey, Andrew, you're next on 98.7.
3: Hey, how you doing tonight, Larry? I I hope uh, yourself, your family, and and your friends are doing well these times.
1: We're doing well, Andrew. Hope the same for you and your crew.
3: Uh, If I could give a quick shout out, uh, my my mother's an retired art teacher, so she contacted uh, Stony Brook Hospital, and she's been making masks for them. Uh, oh great! And so she's donated over a thousand to them. So I just want to give her a quick shout out.
1: Absolutely, she should, and thank her. Thank her for that.
3: Yeah, yeah, she lives up to her name, Grace. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, what I want to say is, so if if the NFL, let's let's say, uh, you know, we live in this hypothetical world, the NFL comes back, and there's no fans. Do you think that teams like, you know, like the Saints and the Seahawks that are like really dominant at home, do you think they take a like a step backwards, you know, like the 12th man in in uh, Seattle, like that's yeah. a thing. You know, do, do you do you think that that uh, like those teams like lose their edge
2: a little bit?
1: That's an interesting point, Andrew. Thanks for the phone call. I hadn't really thought about it. I think the biggest secret as far as the Saints are concerned though is the fact that they, they are so, they are perfect for the stadium they play in. They are perfect for that dome. And I just think that you look at them and they are not as successful when they're not Inside, So I think they'll be okay. The Seattle team, other teams that really rely on fans, it's going to be something. It's going to be an adjustment for everybody who are not used to playing in empty stadiums, who are not used to, who are hearing, who are able to hear the signals clear as a bell. <laughs> it is going to be a different way of life. It is. And it'll be interesting to see how the coaches uh, adjust to that and what they do to change up the signals or do some other stuff. You know, it, it is going to be interesting to see, but there is going to be a difference in whatever sport it is without having fans there. It, it, it's going to be a difference, and it especially will be an adjustment for the players.
0: You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.